Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Deucebag. Crash Gladys. Get in crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Eric Alberola winning that cup race shocked a whole hell of a lot of people. But damn it, he did it. He is in the playoffs as we speak, knocking out Austin Dillon and I believe Tyler Reddick as well. Or moves him to the 16th spot. Is that right, Crasher? I believe Tyler Reddick is in the 16th spot right. now, but only by five points. Got it. It's going to be tight. It's just weird, though. Looking at the championship points and who so far is locked in for the playoffs in just a couple of races and seeing that, yes, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick are in the playoffs right now. Neither one of them have a win on this year yet. That's just weird. Yet, if you follow some motorsports or sports trends on Twitter, you'll still see that the Formula One race, uh, specifically in regards to Verstappen and Hamilton, is still trending. We'll get to that as well. How are you doing, Freak Nation? Follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks, Facebook, the website, speedfreaks.tv. Coming up in about 10 minutes, Marco Andretti, who was part of the very successful SRX Racing Series that wrapped up last night. Marco Andretti, former IndyCar driver. I say former full-time IndyCar driver. will be joining us coming up at 12 past the hour. Also, Ernie Francis Jr., who up until maybe five or six races ago in the SRX Series, everybody would go, who? Who? Well, he's just a seven-time champion in the Trans Am Series. Goes out and makes a whole hell of a lot of noise. Wins at Lucas Oil Raceway weekend before last in the SRX Series. He's going to be joining us this hour. And Daniel Dye, who got himself a big win at the Berlin Raceway in Michigan for the ARCA Series, running on those general tires, he'll be here in the Freak Nation. Statman, have you loosened up your grip on your love chair or your computer in regards to the fracas between Verstappen and Hamilton in Formula One? <laughs> I haven't loosened up my grip around Verstappen's neck, but that's another <laughs> issue all again. Easy. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't, I've never studied Silverstone so much than I did today, and it came up to, because I kept wondering what they were referring to. Do they call that turn copes or cops? Cops, yeah. Yeah. Practically every turn and every straight. So I think that since uh, Silverstone was the first place they held a Formula One race through the years, they have named all the practically every straight piece of road and every curve piece of road uh, after somebody or something. Yeah. Because right after that, you get into maggots. <laughs> they probably say maggot. Or Magots. Magotes. No, they, it's called Maggots, and I, I'm not sure how it's spelled. Uh, I've always meant to look that up, but, uh, yeah, it's called Maggots. And the Lewis Hamilton Strait is uh, the the uh, pit straight, and you know everything has got its own name, you know? They, it's crazy, but that's, that's the way they do things in the U.K. So, Statman, who was Maggots? How do I know? 
That's a piece of, that's a stat that the stat man hasn't learned yet. I'm assuming it's all names of people influential in Formula One over the vast years. Yeah, Kenny knows about a Frank maggot, but that's another thing altogether. Yeah, look at Statman dropping it out there. Which, by the way, Freak Nation, on this day, Richie, give me some uh, glass houses. On this day, I'm going to show you how old you are, Freak Nation. Uh, 1980, Billy Joel, glass houses, number one. 19 freaking 80. So do the math. Yeah. How's that make you feel? 43? Yeah, if you're born in 1980. Holy smokes. We'll feature some of that. If you're born in 1980, you'd be 41. I was pretending it was 2023. In dog years. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, a little cat years thrown there as well. And dig this, 1976, on this day, we were all there. Unfortunately, well, we, we were all there. Uh, we all saw it, but I don't think we saw it live. Nadia Komanich becomes the first gymnast in Olympic Games history to score a perfect 10. I saw it live on TV. I wasn't there. Was that but I saw it live on TV, yeah. It was live in 76? Yeah. Wasn't it? I remember it being live. It was Montreal, so it was on United States, decent United States time. So, see, we dropped knowledge all over, all over your butt, Freak Nation. Yeah, when I'm you get to, to we laughed at the beginning of the and the pre-show meeting, but after you get to be twenty-one, you can talk about Billy Joel instead of the Scorpions. I mean, you know, when you grow up, you, you get a different taste. Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Welcoming in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. How you doing, man? Kenny Sargent, Statman, Crash Gladys, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Coming up in about six minutes, Marco Andretti will be here in the Freak Nation. The first, Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes. Brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com or check out our website at SpeedFreaks.tv. You'll get all kinds of information in regards to General Tire. What you driving, man? You should be rolling on some General Tires. Don't believe me? An F-250, a Ram, an SUV. Nobody better than General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? Well, this fine Sunday started off with a big old controversy in Formula One. Fingers were pointing blame in all directions when Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen entangled in a high-speed corner. Yes, that would be cops at the beginning of the British Grand Prix. Verstappen was sent to into the tires with a 51G hit and then off to the hospital where he was later cleared and released. Hamilton went on to win the race while closing the gap in the title hunt. Bottom line, though, both drivers should, yes, share the blame in that wreck. We will get into more of that later on in the show. And by the way, Maggots, Maggots is named after the nearby Maggot Moore. Just FYI. NASCAR finished in the dark at New Hampshire, where Eric Almarola became yet another unique winner in the Cup Series on Sunday. Christopher Bell finished second in Cup after winning the day prior in Xfinity. The ARCA Series raced at Berlin Raceway in Michigan, and it was dominated from flag to flag by... A relative newbie to the national tour, Daniel Dye. Dye becomes the first and only driver this year to break up the winning streaks of Corey Heim and Ty Gibbs. The Kings Royale at Eldora ended up being a double header on Saturday, thanks to Mama Nature on Thursday. So how about two Kings Royales in one day? 
of course, making up for the 2020 mega race that was missed. Royal number one went to Tyler Courtney, Royal numero dos to Kyle Larson. Carson Macedo, by the way, bookended the weekend at Eldora with a win at the start and the end of the weekend in regular World of Outlaws races as well. The SRX Racing Series is officially done for its debut season. It went out pretty well with a packed house in Nashville to witness Chase Elliott holding off his pops and all the other hungry vets behind him. Tony Stewart took home the inaugural championship trophy. Second in the SRX points was Ernie Francis Jr., who flew back to Brainerd, Minnesota, right after his SRX race to contest a pair of Formula Regional races and, of course, Trans Am. In the FRA, he finished fourth in the first race and DNF'd in the second. But in Trans Am, Francis had to start from the rear and worked his way all the way through the field to not just win the race, but win it by 13 freaking seconds. Marco Andretti, next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey, man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, fresh vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop it is, scoop Geico. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist interior or Slick Mist tire and trim shine. Lucas Oil, it works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Your soap is and your body wash is a synthetic detergent, but you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things, open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons and let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. You're listening to Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, Redefined. 
eventually get to the significance of this song. So, Richie, you can confirm that a Freak Nation follower on Twitter has won some general tires? Yeah, I actually did the math for once around these parts. Crash thought that we were going to have a winner today, and we did because our winner ended up picking Kevin Harvick as kind of an outside choice, finishing the top five. So Dan is the winner tonight. He beat everybody, scoring 120 total points. Kenny scored 95, Statman 93, and uh, poor Crash by selecting Kyle Busch, who scored one point. <laughs> 52 points. Yeah, I kind of figured that. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> So, Freak Nation, my suggestion to you is follow us on Twitter, listen to us every Sunday night, visit our website daily, like everything in the history of Speed Freak Station <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram. And, and then you, you'll be eligible. Right. <laughs> and then you might be able to take home a set of general tires. You follow us on Twitter, you compete. We get a winner every week to compete against our picks in the NASCAR Cup Series. Sometimes we throw some IndyCar in there. And if you beat us in total combined points, bam, you're taking home a set of general tires. What's the person's name again, Richard? His name is Dan. All right, Dan. Congratulations, Danny boy. We should do IndyCar when big boy, big girl racing resumes in two weeks. It's going to be a bit of an Olympic break for the next two weekends. But then on August 8th, when the Olympics are done, we need to do IndyCar that weekend because that's Nashville. Ah. And that's the inaugural Nashville street race over the freaking river. It's That's going to be a cool race. Lucas over Oil, red, yeah. over the bridge. red and tacky grease brings you this segment. Smooth, tacky, red lithium, complex grease fortified with a rust oxidation inhibitors. In other words, it's water resistant, excellent mechanical stability, long storage life. I have faced that before with my bike. And I don't change the grease in the wheels of my bike about every two or three years. Have done it a while. Pulled out some old grease that's probably 10, oh. 10 years old. <laughs> Couldn't pry it away with a freaking screwdriver. So my suggestion, go with red and tacky grease. Red and tacky grease able to withstand heavy loads, extended periods of times. Go to the website, lucasoil.com, for Lucas Oil red and tacky grease. If you do follow us on Twitter and Facebook, you'll see that Friday we debuted a video interview with Marco Andretti. Marco Andretti was going into a weekend where his buddy Sage Karam was getting married. Well, actually got married on Friday. And then, of course, the SRX race was Saturday night in Nashville, which uh, he didn't do so damn well in that. But the video interview of Marco is fan freaking fantastic. We caught up with him in his office in Pennsylvania. And it, we span all kinds of things. In fact, you'll hear some audio where we go back 16 years ago when he was running in the Mazda, Star Mazda series, which is fan freaking fantastic. It's great 14, 15 minutes of the former full-time IndyCar series driver, which you'll also hear his plans for the IndyCar series and the R word. So we started off with him sitting in his office. It's Marco Andretti with the Freaks. Lucas Oil Studios. Marco Andretti joining us here in the Freak Nation and looking at that big fat freaking desk behind you. you got like 36 chairs. Is this the executive offices of uh, the Andretti uh, extravaganza? I think I'm just overcompensating for not doing enough work. That's all that is. 
<laughs> well done. Well done. So on, on, on any given day, would there be you, Mario, and Michael, and maybe your sister in that office? Um, well, no, this is actually, you know, at my personal house. So I have, uh, you know, I run my real estate stuff out of here. And um, and also, uh, like aviation, we have a uh, charter business. So, um, you know, we do a lot of stuff like that. And then, obviously, my desk is uh, to talk to media and my engineers on the racing side. Yeah, so, so much for that answer of, for me, not doing much back here, whatever. So you might not be racing in, in a cockpit as often as people remember, but you're still massively busy. What the heck? And you have to be enjoying that, though, now that you have more time to focus on all of that. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, now that I have a little bit limit, uh, more limited schedule, I've been able to really dive into stuff and not, not micromanage, but at least, uh, you know, look at it more than just quarterly and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been fun to, to, you know, try to be smart about retirement. Obviously, I've been blessed with a, with a, a long professional career, but it, it doesn't last forever. Okay, the let's talk R about word. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, go for it, Stat. Go for it. Still on the table. All three of those desks back there. Retirement. Where did that come from? Where you did you that you felt comfortable in saying that? Well, no, I mean I, I uh, never actually said that word. I just think uh, you know, being able to pretty much manipulate my schedule the way I want it is is more like it. And uh, you know, I still want to race cars, I still want to have fun, I still want to win the Indy five hundred, and so I could see, you know, me being on the grid at Indy for a lot of years to come until I can pick that one off my box, which I, I feel I can. So, um, and just having other options to just smile and have fun and try to win different types of races and challenge myself in different sandboxes. It's been, uh, it's been a blast. And, uh, I would have said even at Slinger, if I didn't win the race, I would have had so much fun there. And, and that place is just so unique and it's nothing like I've ever done before. I, I always said that that track is, one that I'm used to like running on on foot, the type of distance is that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's really unique and fun. Let me ask you, this is a, I hadn't planned on asking this, but it came into my head. You had, you having success or at least you're smiling after going into racing disciplines that don't have the Andretti name so solidly attached to it. Are you going to find that more comforting to be in a place where you don't have to live up to that Andretti name? It's not only that, it's just being able to, to make it my baby and carve my own path and do things I want to do, I think is more like it. And and if we can, you know, keep the Andretti name name successful and, and you know, stuff we haven't touched, I think that's awesome. And I think, you know, the future of uh, Tony and Ray's series SRX is, is uh, who knows? Because, I mean, the ratings are the ratings. And, you know, we're lucky to be a part of it from a ground level. And, and uh, just what a blast it is. And, um, but yeah, to be able to be successful and, and uh, you know, win a couple of heat races and a feature has been just a blast so far. So you're basically taking the Andretti name back to basics. You're going back to what Mario did and just racing a bunch of different things to find your footing, to find what really makes you happy again, which is, let's be honest, everything just in a cockpit. Yeah, I mean, the purity of driving, I've, I've always loved. You know, I, there's just, a, you know, a lot that comes with actually even driving for your father and stuff like that. And um, when it goes right, everything's fine, but, uh, when it goes wrong, it's all kind of, um, double it seems, but, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's more refreshing and I'm definitely a more laid back guy. I think if you ask anybody close to me, I've been, uh, really relaxed and, and, uh, just really loving the sport again. And that's, uh, that's what I'm going to continue to do. 
Well, actually, the one person we need to ask is Marta. Would she say that? Yeah, yeah, she would. <laughs> Good. Marco Andretti joining us here in the Lucas Oil Studios. And Marco, is it? Do you miss the slap camaraderie with your IndyCar guys, whether it's Scott Dixon or a Colton Herta or all those guys being able to, you know, cuss and drink beers and slobber on each other and tell stupid what? stories? Do you miss that uh, at all? We're way classier than you're making us sound. Um, <laughs> no, uh, no, we're not. First of all, but uh, they're right. There are actually uh, a lot of them are trickling in for Sage Karam's wedding, and I got to host, you know, most of them this weekend. And everybody's in tonight. Uh, Hinchcliffe, the Canons, the New Gardens. Um, you know, Connor's already probably still sleeping upstairs. So um, <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll all be at the pool, and then you know, I'll be having to feed them meals and bring them oh. stuff the whole time. So you know, harsh. <laughs> wow, Marco Andretti. Uh, several years ago. Tony Conan talked about bringing you in to Miami and working in the gym. And we've known you since you were a teenager, and now we're looking at this grown man with a beard and biceps and a, a, a weight training. You still doing that? Did that become a part of your life? I think this is just a tight shirt, but yeah, I, I uh, you know I've been working. I do a lot of um, I do a lot of cardio. I do a lot of running and stuff like that. And uh, he does a lot of long distance stuff. I do maybe shorter and, and a little bit quicker. So, um, you know, yeah, I, I try to lift only like once a week because I, I like have the jeans that, that dad has. Like we just kind of puff up up here and you can't be too big to drive a race car. Maybe a stock car, but not a race, not a Indy car. Hey, uh, let me let me touch on that note. Now, Marco, do you realize how long you've been? We've been around for 21 years, Marco. Do you realize how long you've been coming in to the freak nation? Well, I was, I was just talking with one of my buddies and they're like, you know, uh, we're talking about how long professionally I'm going into my 17th Indy 500. And I'm about mm-hmm. to pass that. I'm, I'm tied with that, which is crazy. But, um, so yeah, for Indy 500 start, but so that's professionally, but I've been, I've been racing competitively, you know, for a quarter of a century. I mean, it's so, yeah, I do know how long. And, and uh, you guys have been there from, from the jumps. Well, well, hold on. Let me, uh, oh, we're no. all going to cringe, no. Marco. But let me flash back to when you were 15 years old. Does it get tiring being an Andretti or is there just, is there too much stress or is it a lot of fun? A little of both. Um, there's, there's always a, uh, the stress behind it but you can't think about it or you're not going to go fast you know they ask that question a lot and i guess you just have to put it behind you and just go do your thing you can't keep thinking about the pressures of it or you're not going to go fast do you get chicks though with the name well i don't know yeah for the wrong reasons though sometimes oh god you were a sick child <laughs> i don't even know where to start with that one <laughs> that's funny but at least hey at least I had my guard up and I was looking for the right one that early, it seemed like. <laughs> yes, yes, you were. Way to go, Marta. <laughs> you had no idea where to buy a beard in those days. Look at you barely fit in that seat, dude. Hey, you were a child. <laughs> wow. Was, funny. was that Star Mazda? Yeah. I think. I was, was thinking it, yeah, probably. It was Star Mazda at at Sebring. You were oh, 15 yes. years old. I think you'd been on the radio show one or two times before, and you walk in and see us four sitting in those chairs. That, that just what 
fell out of the freaking, you know, for some people, hell, which is what fell out of the sky. <laughs> and you see us going, what the hell did I get myself into, man? Like, is this big time motorsports? I made it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> hey, talk about the SRX. And you mentioned that in an earlier comment, how this is the way it's blowing up. TV ratings are bonkers. And all of you guys, whether you're in the 20s, 30s, or even 50s or 60s, are digging this series. What's so much damn fun about this for you guys? Well, I think, firstly, for the fans, I think, you know, credit to Ray and his team and, and Tony, they really listen to the fans because in the end of the day, we are paid as entertainers and we're catering to the fans. That's what we're doing. And so uh, that makes it fun because we're actually going on Twitter. We're looking, okay, we got to make the numbers bigger. They want this, they want that. And they're actually reacting and doing it rather than almost acting like we know, we know more than you type of thing. So it, it all comes down to the fans in the end of the day. So that's what makes it fun. Um, I think just the, the purity of it, like show up, roll out there and see who can adapt the quickest is, is, is fun as well. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it just brings me back to the purity of, of just driving with a smile on my face. And it's been uh, an absolute blast. SRX aside, do you feel that that's what racing needs or should be? Because that's been kind of a debate in NASCAR between the drivers and the sanctioning body recently. Are you guys as drivers entertainers or are you there as athletes? It, well, clearly you're athletes, but which one is the priority, entertainment or racing as a sport? Well, I think it's about finding the balance to, to really pleasing your corporate sponsors and still having a voice is my opinion. Because, you know, if you become too PC and too robotic, it's to me, it's not interesting i mean that people want to see paul tracy fighting trying to fight people and uh <laughs> every every uh every you know sport or every movie needs a villain and so uh that's what makes it good and so and he plays that part and he knows he does and it's it's uh, and it's a blast so i think what is also intriguing about it is there's so many different uh well ages for one but different types of disciplines all meshed into one and and uh you know champions in different sports and me and, uh, you know, I think it's been cool to be able to go against some of the best, even in stock cars and, and, and be racing wheel to wheel with them. It's just been awesome. Okay. Address that champions thing real quick, because why does it have to be a champion in the driver's seat in SRX? I mean, you've got Hallie Diggin, you've got, you've got a lot of other drivers that are coming in and out on their weekends. They're not champions. They're just having fun with you guys, but they still have a massive resume like you do. It's about the following that, that we all bring for sure. And, and, um, and I say champions, but we've all done our, our, you know, fair share of winning championships, just maybe not at the, at IndyCar, you know, in my opinion or in my case, but I think, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all about the different fan bases and everybody brings, uh, their own. And I think you just mm -hmm. put it a culmination into one and, and then we actually put on a heck of a show, which I, in my opinion is, uh, is pretty entertaining. LeBron James, many years ago when he was at Miami, he tried that villain role. You mentioned villains in the entertainment world is there room for an andretti and the villain side of the curtain well i try to stay out of that because i want to actually try to win the race so um, you know you don't want to be caught up i mean that's that's i'm learning that etiquette as far as having fenders because i'm used to being you know touching and it being a very very bad thing in, in open wheels so i'm actually learning to lean on guys to where you're still respected after the race and not pissing everybody off and so you know i want to finish the race and have guys being like good job instead of I'm going to get you next week, you know, because I want to go into Nashville trying to win it, not having four guys wanting to take me out. Right. So it's it's about finding that balance of, oh, that was too much, you know, give and take. And, 
that that's been new and fun to me too. So I don't know if I play the villain role. I play the, um, you know, I don't really, I have my opinion and I don't really care about, you know, certain others role, but, uh, but you know, I don't want to be a bad guy. When you wreck a car in the SRX series, who gets the bill? Does Tony or Ray say, bro, you wrecked this thing, Marco, you've got to foot the freaking bill, bro, ham. You know, what's funny is, uh, I'd rather put the bill than, than have to hear from these guys after these races. So, um, it's, uh, no, I'll get a text, you know, I over revved an engine and honestly, it's more, it's not even about the money. It's about putting these guys, you know, the crew guys, I said, next time I, I over rev an engine, I'll be there to change the, the engine with them, you know, because it's you know six races in a row, brand new series. They're, they're thrown into it and, you know, they're putting really good race cars together. So, um, yeah, no, it's more about the, actually the labor than anything. Did you jump the gun last week to get that win? I had a really, really good time to restart and he, and I heard him spin the tires and I knew as soon as he spun the tires that I would have a shot at it. And then I also knew that they were going to say I jumped it because he spun the tires. So I, I mean, it, it kind of made me look better than, you know, it would have. Cause I just had, I had the perfect drivability and I almost in my head, wanted to put the throttle down like there was an egg under it to, to nail that part of it. And I think I did a good job of it. And I don't, you know, I think he spun the tires a little bit. So, um, you know, I, I did read a little bit of that and you're going <laughs> to gonna get that. I, I honestly, I don't win the race without the last yellow, but, but I think I did a pretty decent job from that yellow to the check. Dude, this is badass, man. You look mm-hmm. happy. You look healthy. I yes. uh, look like you're enjoying things, right? I really am. Yeah. Thank you. Love it. Thanks guys. Cool. See, ya. See ya. All right. Take care. <laughs> Nothing I could say could change your mind about the Lewis Hamilton Max Verstappen accident on the first lap of Silverstone Sunday. So instead, consider this. The Hamilton Commission this week released a report on improving diversity in the Formula One industry. Lewis Hamilton launched the study after looking at a near-black-free end-of-season photo in 2019. The study this week said of the thousands of jobs in F1, only 1% are filled by people with black backgrounds. The report said almost half of the schools in Britain have no black, Asian, or minority teachers. Before Sunday's race, Lewis told Sky Sports that he'd experienced the latter when a teacher made a campaign of kicking him out of school when he was growing up. He said his goal now is to change what he found. This will be hard considering the name calling and charges aimed at the seven-time champion after Sunday's accident. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Coming up, we will spend some time talking about what happened in the Formula One race. We don't only got about two and a half minutes here. I want to spend much more time than that, so it looks like it might be either. After the Ernie Francis interview coming up next segment, or we'll have a full segment dedicated to it next hour. Real quick, Crasher, you watched the majority of the ending of the cup race, and there still seems to be a lot of questioning going on in regards to how they called that race and when they called that race due to darkness. Yeah. Well, it's coming from Chris Bell's camp versus Eric Almirola's camp. Well, all right. Again. It's almost, it's similar to Verstappen versus Hamilton. Each camp is never going to agree on exactly what happened or why something happened. So there were 19 laps left in the race. 
the race was obviously red flagged and rain delayed after only six or seven laps that they got off when rain just ended everything because Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Truex Jr. spun out. It, to me, there's more controversy in the start of that race than there ever will be from the end of this race. So there's 19 laps left. It's getting very, very dark on TV. It did not look near as dark as what it was in reality because of how the cameras were showing it to us. So very dark on site, no lights. So guess what? 19 laps to go. They knew that if a yellow were to come, they'd be in trouble. So they just called, hey, we're going to go 10 to go now instead of 19 to go. Get ready. Everybody knew it at the exact same time. So Christopher Bell was chasing Eric Almarola, and they both went full tilt. Traffic played in, and Christopher Bell did catch up to Eric Almarola. It was fun to watch, but obviously he ran out of laps, and that's why he would have liked the full 19 laps to go. But as soon as Eric Almarola was interviewed, I mean, you could see technically how dark it was. There's no way they could have gone longer. So we'll get into that, the comparisons between that and what happened between uh, Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton is penalized. He punted Verstappen. <laughs> no, well, wait, that's a part of the conversation. I'm just waiting on you guys to comment I on that. I don't think yeah. he punted. <laughs> Stat fired up. I could hear from here to Columbus. <laughs> His name is Ernie Francis Jr. Next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. GOAT, G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad. You're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 200 race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAV-TV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes 
making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. What up? It's Kenny Sargent. And have you checked out Speed Freaks website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv. And it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register. Enter, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, 21 years of doing this thing. Thank you guys for hanging out, man. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent from the Lucas Oil Studio. Speaking of, go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com to find the, the product to keep your ride or your rides on the road. I don't care if you're driving a motorcycle, speedboat, got a big fat Corvette sitting there in the garage. Lucas Oil has the products to keep your rides on the road. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. Ernie Francis Jr. joins us. And the history of you at such a young age, at 23 years old, Francis, is incredible. And I, I can only believe that with your competition in the SRX series, competing against Elio Castroneves, Tony Kanan, Smoke, Waltrip, Labonte Brothers, I can only imagine that the popularity, not just you, but of the Trans Am series, where you won so many championships, has grown. Have you seen any evidence of fans coming out to the Trans Am Series because they saw you kick the ass of these old men? No, for sure. I mean, the, there's so many eyes on the SRX Series this year. Um, it was unbelievable how much coverage it got. And naturally, uh, people wanted to know where I come from, and they see that I race Trans Am. And a lot of people haven't known about Trans Am or, or wants to know about Trans Am but didn't know where the series is at now. So it's brought a lot of new fans into the series. And I've seen it at the racetrack. We get to these places and... Uh, Fans are coming up to me saying that they've they've watched me in SRX and now they're watching me in Trans Am and they're a fan. So it's it's definitely uh, done some cross from, uh, promoting there and helped out the uh, Trans Am series itself. I mean, up until the last race last night in Nashville, it was you and Tony Stewart running for the championship. Tony Stewart grabbed the championship, but with your success in Trans Am with all these championships, why hasn't anyone else taken notice to what you could do in a big fat Trans Am car to invite you to get a uh, a test in a indie light car or an indie car yeah not sure you know i mean i've, I've had a few tests uh you know i've tested a indie lights car before and tested uh you know with a four gtlm team at daytona but uh just nothing that turned into a full-time ride yet so uh hopefully uh you know something well over the course of the next few months Ernie Francis Jr., it's crazy how momentum works in motorsports. You win seven championships in a row in Trans Am, and you have a couple of good months in the SRX series, and suddenly everybody knows who you are. This weekend is an example. You raced in the SRX in Nashville, got on a plane and flew to Brainerd, where you started at the back of the pack and finished in victory lane in Trans Am. Pretty good feat. Yeah, you know, it was a busy weekend. We were uh, running... All three series that I race, so racing SRX, racing Trans Am, and racing uh, FR, which is the uh, open wheel F3 series that I race as well. Um, 
so yeah, so we were started off the weekend at Brainerd, Minnesota, got two test sessions in, in the Trans Am car and in the uh, FR car, and then flew out to uh, Nashville, um, you know, did practice on Saturday and, uh, ran that race out there. Went pretty decent for us. We, uh, we had a decent car in the, in the heats, made some adjustments to the car in the feature and just, uh, didn't really go the way, way we wanted with it. And, uh, we were just kind of, uh, hanging, hanging around and, uh, just trying to salvage the points that we could. We didn't really have a car to fight for the win out there. Um, but secured second place in the championship, which was our main goal. Um, super happy with that to finish right behind Tony in the first ever season of, uh, SRX and even to get our, get our win out there also at Lucas Oil. We're super happy with that. And then, um, after that race, SRX, uh, hooked me up with, uh, Wheels Up, which does private jet charters and they got me, uh, private jet to fly me back over to Brainerd, Minnesota for the Trans Am race and FR race on Sunday. So I got back to the track there at about 1.30 in the morning, uh, went to sleep. And then, uh, the next morning we were on track for racing with, uh, with FR at 9.30. Um, had to start in the back of the field in that race. Um, and our goal in the first race is just set a fast lap so we can get a decent starting position for the second race later on in the day. Ended up, uh, fourth in that race with the fourth fastest time, um, and then we had our Trans Am race at uh, 11.30, ran that one, had to start at the back of the pack, went all the way to the front, and uh, led that race, and uh, took home our first Trans Am win in the of the season, which was uh, a pretty big relief. We've, we've had a pretty tough year in Trans Am, um, a lot of opportunities to win races, and uh, super little gremlins keep us, keep us from uh, victory lane. So to finally take home a win was, uh, was a pretty awesome moment. Um, and then after that, we had our last FR race of the weekend, started fourth, went to second, and uh, ran second the entire race until uh, two laps to go when uh, the turbo wastegate uh, welded itself shut and uh, oh. and damaged the motor, so we had to uh, pull it in. So uh, a little disappointed with that one, but, uh, you know, can't be too disappointed with the weekend overall. It was a great racing weekend and a really nice way to end off the SRX series. How are you so fluently talking to us right now? I would be passed out in a bed somewhere, not able to do any interviews after that kind of a schedule. Yeah. You know, it was a pretty, uh, pretty rough weekend. Um, I actually just woke up from a nap maybe about 30 minutes ago <laughs> well and uh, I plan on taking another nap right after, um, been uh, trying to sleep as much as I can on the drive back, uh, before we fly, fly out tomorrow, but, uh, definitely ready for this uh, little break we have coming up. Don't have another race until, uh, until September. So, uh, looking forward to being home for a little while and, uh, and relaxing. Ernie Francis Jr., all of those Trans Am championships has come at the expense of some pretty old dudes in racing. Some might be old enough to be your grandfather. Have they shown some anger, frankly, being pissed that you beat them uh, and beat them regularly? Seven championships in a row? No, not really. Not as much anymore. Uh, when I was younger in the series, um, you know, some of the guys didn't really uh, like getting beat by, by me out there. But uh, at this point, I've been racing the series for so long that... Uh, they see, just see me as another competitor out there, and uh, we all have uh, respect for each other. You're 23 years old. Ernie, are you this composed in a race car, or are you still waking up from your nap? Because I just I get a sense that uh, you might be a little crap talker when you're, when you're on your car radio. No, I'm uh, usually uh, pr pretty relaxed over the radio. Uh, I try to be pretty calm as much as I can when I'm racing out there. Uh, fans might have seen it this past SRX season when uh, – me and uh, Paul Tracy have gotten into it and <laughs> stuff like that. I try not to let it get to me too much and try to stay calm. He gives everybody the chrome horn, though. There's a rap sheet of Paul Tracy doing that, so all good. <laughs> yep. 
Well, Ernie. Yeah, he pissed off quite a lot of people this year. (laughs) There's the quote of the interview. Yes, yes, he did. But he knows that. And okay, so that, that leads me to a question with you and your future. Paul Tracy knows he's the bad guy and he knows he understands that there needs to be a bad guy because you need a hero and a villain in any sporting series, to be perfectly honest. Do you want to go out and ever be the villain in a race or do you always want to be the good guy? You know, I try to be the, uh, the good guy in the race. Um, I don't, my driving style has always been pretty clean. I don't like uh, taking people out or winning races that way. So, uh, at least uh, that's the goal when I go out there and race, but sometimes uh, things happen differently on the track. But uh, if I can help it, I try to be as uh, clean as I can. Who would you compare your driving style to? Anyone in IndyCar, Formula One, or NASCAR? Who Who do you think best represents your driving style? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I'm not really sure. Uh, I, I've never really compared a, a driving style to too many other people. Um, I'm not really sure who I'd, uh, who I'd compare it to. Ernie Francis Jr., you don't have any experience on dirt or an oval. Trans Am racing is done on road courses, but you crushed it in the SRX. That was all short course ovals and dirt. The disciplines are so different on an oval versus a road course. How'd you pull that off? Yeah, you know, it is a, it is a lot different. Um, I think uh, just me racing all different kinds of cars growing up kind of helped, uh, helped me adapt to it. Um, I've driven a lot of different things on road courses, uh, a lot of different types of cars, so I've had to adapt to different kinds of racing. And uh, I think that kind of uh, helped me out when I had to hop on different uh, different courses and different cars. Ernie Francis Sr. was a formula driver and had some success there, him being your old man. Do you take advice from him still, or does he, does he realize that you've got this thing under control, that you can handle this on your own? Um, at this point, um, I've kind of done a little bit more racing than what he has in his career but we still bounce ideas off of each other and uh and he still helps me out with stuff on the track tell me that you've heard from indycar it's out there that you would like to get an indycar ride have you heard from any teams um there's some stuff in the works but uh nothing set in stone that i can really talk about right now for the 2022 season have you already gotten the invite for the srx series uh they haven't really talked too much about next year yet uh, but i think i will be back for a few races at least next year Whose ass did you like kicking more in the SRX series? Tony Stewart, Paul Tracy, Elio? Um, it, was, it was fun to beat all of them when we can. Um, <laughs> you know, it's such an awesome driver lineup that they had out there. So uh, finishing in front of anybody out there was uh, was an impressive feat and uh, was happy about doing it. It's got to be Paul Tracy, though. Come on. We talked just, about him just earlier. Just admit it, Francis. <laughs> yeah, all of them are, are fun to beat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then bottom line. Trans Am or SRX, doesn't matter. Nobody does pizza like you because you are right. Pineapple is an ingredient uh, on pizza. Stop it, Kenny. It is. Yep, I think so. Jeez. See? Ernie Francis Jr. joining us here in the Freak Nation, of course. Running for the championship last night until Tony Stewart took it away from him in the SRX series, but he's got plenty of championships in the Trans Am series. Ernie, thanks for doing this, buddy. We'll talk to you again, man. All right. Thank you. Statman, you knew... I would assume you knew much more about Ernie Francis than most of us did prior to him joining the SRX series for the last uh, two or three months. This guy got a hell of a future in front of him. It's going to be difficult uh, because Trans Am has fallen on such a uh, a bad reputation, but it's not taken as seriously as it used to be. Because there's no factory involvement, there's no major names, but you can't win that many championships without being an excellent 
driver and uh, a guy that I think is an excellent driver and a former ALMS champion, Chris Dyson. uh, I've talked to him about Ernie Francis, and he says that Ernie could drive anything and drive it well. So he's got good car control. He's a good guy that to race against, uh, and he should be considered far more um, quality driver than what he has been. Uh, and maybe with his SRX, people will see that and give him um, a, a drive uh, that he's deserved many years ago. Tony Stewart and Ray Evernham did not pick him out for the SRX Racing Series by chance. I mean, granted, he does have a lot of titles to his name in Trans Am, but they knew he could wheel it, and they thought it would be fun to see him on an oval for the first time ever, and look what he did. So, yeah, I think that his if his Trans Am championships were not opening eyes, his SRX performance is. And like he said, he's got some conversations now going with some IndyCar teams, whether it's in the latter series or in the top series. I I would I hope he gets a ride, at least test a ride in uh, uh, the top series. I'd hate to see him have to go to Indy Lights. They have guys that race USF sixteen hundred and two liter engines uh, that are going in Indy Lights. This is a seven-time champion, and uh, he should be at least get a ride or a test with uh, the Trans Am, in fact, would do well to give him some money to take to a team to say, let me get a, you know, let me get a, a good ride. I mean, he's racing the Formula Regional Americas series, FRA. It's FR underscore Americas on Twitter. So, yeah, that's an open wheel car. He's getting open wheel experience right now. So exactly. There's no need for him to. I don't want to be mean in saying this, but he doesn't need to waste any time in Indy Lights. And if he wants and he's getting it's tough to say he's old and is 23, but that's you know moving along the ladder. He needs to get into IndyCar now. Uh, and if I didn't want to say this, but frankly, it might be a problem because he's not a young white guy. Well, Roger Penske pledged last year, and people are going to hold his feet to the fire on this one. He pledged more diversity. It's one of the reasons that Beth Peretta's Peretta Autosport finally got off the ground this year because Roger Penske said, all right, what do we have to do? So with Ernie Francis Jr. being a black man, let's make this happen, IndyCar. You said you wanted diversity. This is how you do it. Look at these SRX ratings. 1.3 million at Stafford. Whoa. 1.2 million Knoxville. 1.3 at Eldora. Lucas, 1.05. Good for Tony. Good for Tony. Let me give you IndyCar at Texas. Yeah, that's all under a million. 390,000. Ooh, yowza. Yeah, SRX is wow. Doing great. Good for Tony. I mean, you know, he's Mm -hmm. a, a friend of ours, friend of the freaks. Good for him. They had an idea. They carried it out, and people responded. The race with its two stages and its final stage, or whatever they're calling it in the SRX series, everything was and then a final. was buttoned up in two hours. Everything. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yep. <laughs> that's how you yep. do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, amen. <laughs> Just, yeah, it was done. It was on TV, and that's how you get ratings. People don't have seven hours to wait through red flags and diatribes from drivers who crash their cars. I mean, they just go out and put on a show like the outlaws, put on a show and go home. Yeah. And leave your fans wanting more. Don't drag it on an entire Sunday afternoon. And then everybody's so tired. They don't even want to talk about it later on throughout the week. Leave people wanting what the NFL does it. They wrap up their season and well, now it's not going to be 16 weeks anymore. What is it? 18, 17. So yeah, you don't need to spend your entire season on the entire calendar year. And then you don't need to make your Sundays from sunup to sundown. Just leave your fans wanting more. Make it short, quick, to the point. Bam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Coming up next hour, Daniel Die. He did something last night in at Berlin Raceway in Michigan that he hasn't done before. It's awesome running on those general tires. He'll be joining us next hour. And of course, I want to get into the whole F1 conversation for stopping versus Hamilton. Kind of join the course of both sides. F you, man. So if you <laughs> four freaks next. Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. <laughs> Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the Bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. <laughs> Looking forward to this interview with Daniel Dye, your ARCA Series winner last night. Berlin Raceway in Michigan, running on those general tires. He'll be joining us in about 11 minutes here in the Freak Nation. Formula One happened today, and people are still talking about it. I mean, Romain Grosjean's name is trending due to uh, what happened. Right, Crasher? Yeah. I just noticed that. Gosh, 10 minutes ago, Romain Grosjean, Indy, now IndyCar driver. Of course, many, many years prior, he was a Formula One driver, drive, drove for the Haas team. And apparently, Max Verstappen tweeted earlier today, glad I'm okay. Very disappointed. Well, let's explain first what's going on here. Okay. Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen on the opening lap of the Silverstone track, British Grand Prix, Formula One. They collided. Max Verstappen went. He was sent off into the tires. He did have a pretty hard hit. 51 G's is what they're estimating. And Lewis Hamilton went on to win the race. Oh, it just so happens these two are vying for the championship. And with Lewis Hamilton winning and Verstappen getting basically a DNF, the points really tightened up. I think they're, what, eight or nine apart, Max Verstappen leading Lewis? Eight points, oh, yeah. Is it eight? now? okay. So, yeah, it's there's a lot going on here. Many different opinions of what whose fault it was. I personally believe it was 
a racing thing. Neither one of them should have been that close to each other on lap one in a super fast turn, but whatever. Anyway, people on Twitter are just going nuts, blaming Verstappen, blaming Hamilton, calling Hamilton dirty, actually being pretty rude to Hamilton on Twitter. I mean, you people just need to. There's there's a, a revelation. Yeah, right. It's just it's it's. The word disgusting was trending earlier because they thought that it was disgusting to celebrate on the podium when when Verstappen is in the hospital. Well, no, disgusting are some of the words that you used for Formula One's black driver, Lewis Hamilton. I can't believe some of you adults still haven't grown up yet. But anyway, speaking of disgusting and disrespectful, Verstappen took to Twitter and said, glad I'm okay." This was maybe 10 hours ago. Glad I'm okay. Very disappointed with being taken out like this. Clearly, he thinks it's Lewis's Lewis's fault. The penalty given does not help us and doesn't do justice to the dangerous move Lewis made on track. Watching the celebrations while it's still in the hospital is disrespectful and unsportsmanlike behavior. But we move on. Oh, is that disrespectful to open up some champagne on the podium? When you've won a race and a driver's in the hospital, even though you're kind of sure that the driver's going to be okay. Okay, anyway, last year, Romain Grosjean crashed and burned his hands massively. He was in the hospital. And who was on the podium celebrating? That's right. It was Max Verstappen. So careful with your words, Mr. Verstappen. Which is why Grosjean, now IndyCar driver, was trending. Yes, because Verstappen's going to call out Hamilton saying he's disrespectful for celebrating his win on the podium when he was in the hospital. Well, guess what? Verstappen did the exact same thing, celebrated on the podium. I think he was second place in Bahrain last year when Grosjean was in the hospital. So, yeah. Funny Choose how that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Statman is, uh, again, I haven't followed the personalities of, well, I have, of course, if Hamilton has been doing it, doing it so long, but Verstappen, and the only things that I see about him are what I read. And to his fault, he doesn't paint a pretty picture of himself. No, and he doesn't. And I don't talk about it much, but he's been disrespectful to Lewis uh, when he was trying to break in and Lewis was the champion and he was very fast and, and he had to learn how to finish races and win championships. And he's, he could possibly win the championship this year. In fact, if he doesn't, it would be his fault that he doesn't. Uh, So my sentiment on the racing accident was that, uh, Lewis, the two of them were both driving very hard because they know if one gets in front of the other, it's going to be hard to pass. Uh, Lewis stuck his nose in. He was even with. Uh... We're stopping. Yeah, I, I, we need to move along here, don't we? Yeah. To be Let's pick that up after the die interview for the uh, thirty-five or the. 25 segment indeed all right we're waiting for your opinion stop man speed freaks we promise to suck less speed freaks motorsports radio redefined the freaks bringing in many other affiliates here the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. Thank you guys for being a part of this. Speed Freaks with Statman, Crash Gladys, 
Kenny Sargent, Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. Daniel Dye, ARCA Series winner from Michigan and Berlin Raceway, running on those gentle tires. He'll be, he'll be joining us. Pick it up. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out their line of tires to keep your truck, SUV, your sports car, and even your sedan on the road. That's right. General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crash. Controversy in Formula One. We were just talking about it a, li- a little bit. We will pick it back up in about 20 minutes. But, yeah, Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen. They tangled in a high-speed corner at the beginning of the British Grand Prix. Verstappen was sent into the tires with a hit that was rated as 51 Gs, then off to the hospital where he was later cleared and released. Hamilton went on to win the race and closing the gap in the title hunt. Bottom line, though, both drivers should share the blame. Again, we're going to pick up this conversation for the third time in this show in about 20 minutes. NASCAR finished in the dark at New Hampshire, where Eric Almarola became another unique winner in the Cup Series on Sunday. Christopher Bell finished second in Cup after winning the day prior in Xfinity. The ARCA Series raced at Berlin and Michigan. It was dominated from flag to flag by newbie, relative newbie, Daniel Dye. He joins us in just a few minutes. The Kings Royale out of, at Eldora was a doubleheader on Saturday. So Royale number one going to Tyler Courtney. Royale number two going to Kyle Larson. Carson Macedo, by the way, bookended the weekend at Eldora with a win at the start and a win at the end of the weekend as well. Oh, yeah, those are just regular Joe Blow World of Outlaws races. The SRX Racing Series is now done for its debut season in 2021. It all went really well with the packed house in Nashville to witness Chase Elliott holding off his pops and all the other veterans behind him. Tony Stewart took home the inaugural championship trophy. Second in the SRX points was Ernie Francis Jr., who flew back to Brainerd, Minnesota, right after his SRX race to contest a pair of Formula Regional races and, of course, Trans Am. In the Formula Regional, he finished fourth in the first race and DNF'd in the second due to a blown motor. We just talked to him on this show about that. But in Trans Am, Francis had to start from the rear of the field, and he worked his way all the way through the field to not just win the race, but win it by 13 seconds. Finally, NHRA in Denver. Steve Torrance topped the top fuel charts again. Matt Hagen finally broke through for Don Schumacher and Funny Car, and Matt Smith notched yet another win in Pro Stock Motorcycle. For more, because there was more this weekend, racer.com and speedsport.com. Check them out. Motorsports Radio, redefined. How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right, keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Tasha, did you know Geico could save you hundreds on car insurance and a whole lot more? So what are you waiting for? Hip-hop group tag team to help you plan dessert? Ah, uh, fresh vanilla on the rocky road. Chocolate, peanut butter, cookie dough. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, shakalaka, 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 shakalaka. Scoop, shakalaka, 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 Geico. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. 
General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. All my life I've been searching for something, something never comes, never leads to nothing, nothing satisfies, but I'm getting close, closer to the prize at the end of the road. All night long, dream. Lucas Oil Studios, 21 years of doing this, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out. The website, speedfreaks.tv, of course, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're there for you. And, of course, YouTube, you'll find the Freak Nation. Daniel Dye joining us here in the Freak Nation ARCA Series winner last night, Berlin Raceway. We, Of course, we're looking on your Twitter timeline here, buddy. Uh, what's this about a Code Brown moment? What's that that is so important? Yeah, um, I mean, I I, don't, I mean, I don't think we need to go into detail about what a Code Brown is. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it was definitely a Code Brown moment. I, I was all confident or whatever. We've been having good restarts all day. And then, like, going into three – you know, I get everything but turned there, and uh, and yeah, I mean, there's there's really no other words that you can use in public that uh, you know. Like Code Brown's just a, an easy way to uh, to describe that, but that's that's what it was. It was a Code Brown. Did you have to relay to either your father or your spotter or someone that uh, hey, uh, I just about had a Code Brown movement on that last move coming out of three? Well, you know, I I needed to I needed to change my drawers area after that race. Uh, you know, it, it was pretty scary having a great day, and then and that happened. Uh, but now we were, we were good. It was a good day. Uh, but yeah, that that was a scary moment for sure. I thought it was all over. Daniel dies the ARCA Series winner at Berlin Raceway. Daniel, you finished in front of two pretty good drivers, Heim and Gibbs. How'd you pull it off? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not quite so sure that it was me pulling it off. Uh, my crew chief Chad Bryant's never finished worse than second there, and I think he's won the last. I think that makes it three races. So uh, I can't really take a bunch of the credit. 
Um, and, you know, a lot of that's on him, but you know, I mean, Ty and Corey have been, you know, they kind of, nobody else has led a lap in Arca this year except them two, uh, up until lap one of last night's race. Uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it's pretty crazy. And, and hearing that, like at times they'd be like, Chad was yelling at me to slow down at, at some points because I was running too quick. What? So that was good to hear and good to hear that we're quicker than, uh, the 18 and the the twenties, you know, straightaway back on him. And I got a straightaway on the 18. So, yeah, I mean, I, I knew he probably, you know, with the experience that he had probably could outrace me if we got a caution. Uh, so I was, I was hoping the whole time that we just stayed caution free. I tried to, uh, get after it pretty good on that last restart and it, it worked out. Uh, and you know, we just drove away and then there at the end, I think he, if he had probably five more laps, he would have had it, but he didn't. So it was all mine. You're being awfully modest, giving a lot of credit to Brian duly. So I get that he and the crew obviously, but you're the one sitting behind the wheel and having to go lap after lap after lap and not lose focus when you are leading this thing. I mean, how do you kind of control yourself in a situation like that? You know who's chasing you. Like you said, the two guys that have won every race this year, yet you held them off for a very long time. Mentally, that's a lot easier said than done. Yeah, uh, I guess that's a good way to put it. Um, that was pretty scary. Uh, but it was kind of like I raced a I raced a Super Late Ball against Kyle Busch last year around this time, and he I beat I beat him, and he was he was behind me, and that was pretty scary, you know, because he's Kyle Busch, <laughs> and you know he's he's the best there is, and and that I mean, Ty is the the Kyle Busch of Arca. Uh, I mean that's that's just how it is. He's a wheel man, and and he rarely doesn't get it done. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a good feeling knowing that the guy that kicks everybody's butt is, I mean, it is cause you're beating him, but it's not cause you know that he wants it just as bad as I do. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was cool to have him in, in the rear view mirror, but Chad called me down. He, uh, you know, just kind of talked to me like I was a two year old and it was nap time or something. He was just trying to keep me calm and, you know, easy easy on the gas but you know stay smooth this that and the other and uh he said we talked about quarter midget racing before the race uh that's that's what i did before i moved into lane models and uh and he said over the radio you know just think of it think of it as a quarter midget race bud you know just kind of calm down start breathing because i mean he, he was he said he told me to start breathing and he was right because i wasn't breathing it was a it was one of them scary things so uh yeah he just kept me kept me grounded kept me uh kept me focused and and that's i mean it 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 doesn't quite feel real yet i think is the thing um you know i was crying last night or whatever i mean it felt you know all the emotions but um i don't know it didn't really feel real then because we just ran away with it and there was really no pressure ever uh during the race and it was you know to be told to slow down when you're leading uh, doesn't quite make sense to me. So that just knowing that and all that stuff was helping me stay calm and, and you know, do what we did last night. 
Daniel, you bought up quarter midgets and super late models. Which discipline got you ready for the success you're having now? Um, I, I don't know because the supers are honestly so much different than, than the Arca cars because, because they're, you know, 600 pounds lighter. Um, I tested a super on Wednesday at, at uh, at Berlin there with Terry Schenker, who's kicked everybody's butt. And, um, and, you know, he was a big help in, in figuring out the racetrack, but supers are so much different. I think it's just racecraft though. Um, you know, anything you can race, obviously it's, it's good to do so. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just so much different and, and to do, to get success with, with GMS so quick, cause that was only my third race with those guys. <laughs> um, you know, it, it was pretty cool. They, they've helped me a lot trying to, uh, figure out these bigger cars. They know I'm, I'm new to the whole arc scene. So, um, yeah, it was pretty wild. Daniel Dye joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. His first ARCA national win, of course, on general tires. And in in talking about, you just mentioned something about you've got to get in, in the seat of something to just keep yourself going. I, I can't remember your exact words, and I apologize for that. But you're talking about racing many different things. Are you then, you sound like it, a fan of the Kyle Larson, the Mario Andretti, the Tony Stewart lifestyle of get me a car. I'm going to drive it. I want to drive four to five times a week. Kyle Larson is, is incredible, uh, you know, in the cup car right now because of he was racing last night and he was racing the night before. And, and the thing is, so Josh Wise is the, uh, is the, the um, driver's edge development trainer. And, uh, and he told us if we could be in a go-kart, you know, we should, cause driving is the best thing. Like you work out so that you're a good race car driver or whatever. Like you try and do things that you would do in the race car. And I think why Kyle is so much better than everybody is number one, he drives different things and he understands car control. It doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be a cup car or, uh, you know, or sprint car or late model or silver crown car. He just understands like physics of a race car with four tires and power. And he just understands it better than anybody else. Um, and also because he races five or six times a week, he's more in shape than anybody out there. And I think that's why he's good. So, um, I would have to, I mean, if I could, I'd be racing, you know, sprint cars every day too. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it just makes sense. If, if you can race all the time, you should, um, you know, it's, it's not going to do anything, but help you. Daniel die. It's frustrating for the fans when one or two, three drivers win all the races. How frustrating is it for the other drivers, especially you to see two guys, Heim and Gibbs be at the front all the time. I mean, for me, my whole deal, you know, obviously wanted to win races, but coming into this thing with GMS, it's a completely different um, atmosphere that I've been used to. Um, and I was looking forward to uh, learning mainly. So, I mean, obviously you want to win. You you come to a racetrack to win. You don't come to a racetrack to finish fourth. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Ty and Corey are great, obviously, Ty goes in the 54 and, and his grandpa stuff and, and kicks butt there. And he's a heck of a wheel man. And 
same with Corey. You know, he's he's got some of those big super late model wins and in some of those big Arca wins, and uh, they both have really really good equipment. So it's uh, you know, it was good to kind of dethrone those guys. I've been looking at social media, and you know, initially when when we first announced the deal, there was a few negative comments because nobody knew who I was, and that's completely fair. Um, and you know, what did this guy do to to deserve this? Um, but you know, now that, now that we won last night and we dethroned the, the two guys that haven't, I mean, they're the only people that led laps all year, like I said earlier. So, I mean, we, we beat them and, and everybody loves it. I think everybody wanted a new winner minus the, <laughs> the super mega Ty Gibbs fans and super mega Corey Heim fans. But I mean, it was, I mean, they've, it's got to get boring when there's only two people winning all year. So we just had to throw our name in the hat there. Well, Daniel, who do you want to reach out to to improve your donut game? Oh man, I don't know who who's done good donuts. I you know you know as good as Joey Logano. I think it was like Auto Club or something a year or two ago, and he he uh, he got after it pretty good. I I didn't quite have that like he did to do those like four loops or whatever uh no no i mean I've, I've watched the video probably about 10 times now and i think for my <laughs> first time it's it's okay but i mean i was laying in the chip there in first gear i i assumed i should be in first gear but uh there wasn't a whole lot of smoke so i think next time if i'm allowed to you know my dad always told me the first time i win a race or if I ever win a race, you're not going to do a burnout because it's too expensive. Oh. Uh, but Chad came over the radio and he says, all right, I'm going to teach you how to do a burnout. You put all this front brake into it. I was like, all right, well, he told me to do it. Sorry, dad. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I obviously I, can't, I don't, I'm not big time enough to reach out to Joey Logano. I just better hop on YouTube, but probably put it in second gear. That'll be the first start. We look forward to more. Race to Stop Suicide is on the hood of your car. Why is that a charity that you and your old man started? Yeah, um, so, <coughs> excuse me. Um, we live in Volusia County, and the, the county next to us, Flagler County, um, about three years ago, I believe, was number one in the state of Florida as far as suicide numbers go. And Volusia was right there next to it, um, like most impacted by it. So um, we partnered with Halifax Health. They're the uh, the main hospital here in Volusia and Flagler County, um, and we partnered with them and and you know started trying to um, get some resources out there and uh, and help people out and you know really just get the conversation started. You know, get people to talk about it, um, get it out on social media, stuff like that. And since then. Um, I heard this statistic it was probably like two or three weeks ago, July 4th weekend, um, that Flagler has now moved outside of the top 10, like since oh, wow. that year we started up until now. So obviously, um, you know, the County and the state have been working to lower those numbers and we've been working with the, uh, local governments to get some resources out there and really try and, and pressure them to do better. Um, and I think it's been working and, and, and we've had people reach out to us and thank us. And even actually last night, um, in victory lane, you know, it was really cool. A bunch of fans came and 
took pictures of me and the trophy in the car and signed autographs and stuff. But I mean, I had a handful of people thank me for having, uh, you know, race stop suicide on the car. So, um, you know, stuff like that, you never know those people's stories and, and what goes on at home and in the background. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I'm, I'm really proud to, to carry it on the race car. Um, and to finally get in victory lane, I mean, NASCAR retweeted, uh, the video me winning, like there's, there's a couple million people that might see that. And, you know, if we can change one person's mind, it's worth it. Again, Freak Nation running on those general tires. First big boy series win for the ARCA series, Daniel Dye out of Berlin Raceway, joining us here in the Lucas Oil Studios. Let's not make this the last time you join us, buddy, meaning let's go beat the bejesus out of the Gibbs and Heim camps another time. Yeah, that's, that's the plan. We, uh, we got five more chances, Adams. Let's make last night happen again, and then we'll be right back on the phone again. Daniel, thanks, buddy. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. Oh, no. Nothing I could say could change your mind about the Lewis Hamilton Max Verstappen accident on the first lap of Silverstone Sunday. So instead, consider this. The Hamilton Commission this week released a report on improving diversity in the Formula One industry. Lewis Hamilton launched the study after looking at a near-black-free end-of-season photo in 2019. The study this week said of the thousands of jobs in F1, only 1% are filled by people with black backgrounds. The report said almost half of the schools in Britain have no black, Asian, or minority teachers. Before Sunday's race, Lewis told Sky Sports that he'd experienced the latter when a teacher made a campaign of kicking him out of school when he was growing up. He said his goal now is to change what he found. This will be hard considering the name calling and charges aimed at the seven time champion after Sunday's accident. Peace. ago, Billy Joel, Glasshouse, number one in the charts. Lucas Oil's red and tacky grease, smooth, tacky, red lithium complex grease fortified with rust and oxidation inhibitors. You put this thing in your garage closet last couple decades, man. Excellent mechanical stability, storage life, as I mentioned. Agriculture, automotive, industrial applications. It's your go-to source for grease. I told you, Lucas Oil has everything for your ride to keep it on the road. It's Lucas Oil Red and Tacky Grease at lucasoil.com. The NASCAR silly season (laughs) crasher got underway uh, fairly, I don't want to say fairly recently, but uh, was quite evident this past week and what transpired with drivers going nowhere, drivers looking for rides, drivers getting full-time rides. Well, I'm, I assume you're talking about Brad Keselowski, the worst kept secret officially leaving Penske at the end of the season to become a part owner in Roush Fenway racing. And of course that is where he will race. So the number two was up for grabs and Austin Sindrick will slide into that spot 
making Cindric was going to go into the 21 Wood Brothers seat, which is a co Penske car, but that is now going to help me out. Is it Jeb Harrison Burton? Burton? Is it Harrison? Yeah, Burton. Harrison Burton. Yes. yes. So yeah. Why don't we see more of that in NASCAR? Oh, excuse me, uh, in HRA. What do you mean switching? Oh, that's a good point. Drivers don't switch seats as often in drag racing. Statman, do you have a clue why that doesn't happen as much? Well, there's there's only I don't know what four teams that win. And um, some of those teams are handled by uh, guys who are either the number one, they pay the bills, they own the team, so they drive the car. Uh, There's very few teams in the NHRA that actually go out and hire uh, drivers outside of Don Schumacher. Um, Name one. Yeah, can't. Wow. Yeah, every one of John Force's drivers are John Force okay. and family. And he went he made that a point after he got rid of um, Tony Tony Petragon. He said he'd never have anybody who's non family driving for him again. So there's yeah. there's very few uh teams that uh you know aren't owned by the uh, the guys who are driving the car. And speaking of the NHRA, they lose another track. That news came oh, down this week God, did. Yeah. with uh, Baytown, with Houston Raceway. Did that shock you, or did you hear about that coming? It didn't shock me because I just I, I know the encroachment mm-hmm. of business and housing that area of Texas. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I wouldn't be surprised if Ennis. Seems the same fate. I mean, you're in, kidding. So they could potentially lose both Houston I, and Dallas due to encroachment. Yes. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Houston, the Houston area is in encroaching on Chicago as the third largest city in America. They got to put them, they got to house those people somewhere. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot of tracks that used to be way out of town and they aren't way out of town anymore. It's still incredible how the Indy 500 is smack dab or Indianapolis Motor Speedway smack dab in the middle of a city. Yet we know it's, well, I'm going to say we know it's going to be there forever. You never know. But Pomona of all places is in the middle of, you know, 17 million people. Pomona's not in danger, is it? That's fairground property. Hey. Yeah, but the, the whole lot of money. Ugh. There's a lot of noise there. In fact, I used to teach at uh, across the street at University of Laverne, and uh, one got a break, got a break, got yeah, a break. It's noisy in the classroom. Coming up. <laughs> Speed freaks, motorsports radio redefined. 
Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. It's a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring 11 highly competitive racing series. This year's live coverage on MAV-TV features the Arca Menard Series, midget car action provided by the Power Eye National Midget League, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and the Pro Pulling League. There's even the Moto America Series, Midwest Drag Racing Series, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motor Across, who's your arena cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. It's Mav TV's most robust live coverage schedule in network history. So come join us at Mav TV, the only television network in the U.S. dedicated exclusively to motorsports. For more information on Mav TV and Mav TV Plus, go to MavTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24 7, 365. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. glass and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil, it works. Hey Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. GeneralTire.com. To show how much you mean to General Tire has been around for decades. For the price, for the quality, how much better than General Tire? Go to GeneralTire.com for your truck, your SUV, sports car, sedan. They got them. 
You should roll on them, man. Don't even try them out. Just check them out. Then go buy them and realize what we've been pimping for 21 years or why we've been pimping them. Go to GeneralTire.com. Richie, can you give us a, a synopsis of the first half of the season? First half. Okay, let's just say first half. I'm doing first half. First half of the year, but the first half of the season for NASCAR and our predictions for race winners versus our fan base. How have we done in that so far? I feel like we've only had, I think we've had two winners. Whoa. Across the span of the entire first, we started in February, first five months of the year. Crash was doing well for a while there. She right. was winning pretty much every week. Statman had a nice little run there because he caught onto the Kyle Larson train. Out of everybody else. <laughs> Started picking him every week. <laughs> Don't all of us pick Larson somewhere? Every week. Over yep. the last couple of weeks, yes. You know what would be fun? I think maybe starting once uh, once we get back to it, like I said, Crash will do IndyCar first. We'll do Nashville. When we get back to racing here in a couple of weeks after the Olympics, but after that, I'm putting a ban on Kyle Larson. You can pick three oh. drivers except <laughs> for Kyle Larson. That will make it more fun. That's Actually, not a bad idea. I started to do that this week. I started. You got it. Kurt Busch is looking for a job next year, so he's gonna he's driving hard. Almarola yeah. might be looking for a job. These guys that are that have to win, and they're you know they're not in the playoffs yet. You got to consider them as guys that are going to be pushing harder than the ones who are yawning and waiting for the playoffs to start. Eric Almarola aside and Kevin Harvick's top 10 finish today, Stuart Haas has been sucking damn near hind boob overall. I'm not going to say every week, but overall for 2021. What's happened to Kevin Harvick? Yeah. Guess who hasn't been around to crack the whip at the Stewart Haas garage? Oh, because of the SRX. Yeah, do you think that's it? And his new question, bride to be. Oh, that's right. You you cannot get out of a social media post from Tony Stewart with some type of inflection about Leah Pruitt. (laughs) He is smitten. So that's true. If he's not at an SRX race, he's at a drag race. He's not at a NASCAR race. Interesting. Or he's hosting somebody at his smoke lodge, right? Whatever it is, with these videos that he's showing of these elk outside of <laughs> yeah, in Indiana. Come on. Oh, Tony. Well, at least he's not taking pictures of other things left in the hey. house. Mm-hmm. Hey, come on, Stat. What's going on? Email Stat MC Speedfreaks.tv. <laughs> the picture that I'm sure Leah took, because I believe she was on the boat with him, the picture of Marco Andretti and Tony Stewart standing on the back of the ski boat. <laughs> Both of them with a shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> it was greatness. It was just, it was awesome. Tony Stewart only wishes he looked that good at 32 or 34. Remember the days of Tony Stewart working out like crazy? Yeah. He loved, or so he said, the row machine. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How's that working out? Anyway, love you, Tony. Hope to get, get you here back in Freak Nation. Maybe not after this conversation. <laughs> after this. No. He would throw it right back on you. All right, Statman, let's spend about uh, seven or eight minutes on Verstappen versus Hamilton. And really, where this beef started and why are we here having a driver 
complaining about people celebrating after a race win such as we saw today where Hamilton worked his way back after a penalty. Ten seconds. Worked his way back to win at Silverstone today in Formula One. Well, the the big issue is all the noise that was made about him uh, causing the accident. And it took five or six times, literally, of looking at that turn over and over again. And once uh, Lewis got even with Max entering the turn, something happened. Lewis either lifted or Max accelerated but lewis pulled back and max cut him off and uh, misjudged the distance and uh he's the one that triggered the accident uh because lewis had pulled up even with him and just like lewis did when he passed leclerc at the same corner he pulled back and uh leclerc got out of the way and Lewis went on. If Max would have kept his same line, Lewis could have, they could have um, got through the turn. Okay. And Max probably would have gone ahead and been ahead throughout the race and won the thing. So uh, I don't know if you, if, but people aren't going to see that people that don't like Lewis are going to find him at fault and people that don't like Max are going to find him at fault, but that's what happened. One of my favorite things on Twitter was Christian Horner saying, of course he's with Red Bull and Verstappen saying something about ridiculous decision-making in motorsports. So somebody quoted that tweet and put, <laughs> put up a picture that was in a cosmopolitan magazine. I believe in the late nineties of a naked Christian Horner on an open wheel car looking for women. Oh, what about those bad decisions in motorsports, Christian Horner? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's the words that were flying from the Red Bull camp to Mercedes camp back and forth for stopping, even taking to Twitter himself. It just, all it is is finger pointing. This was a racing incident. Somebody else had said, oh, no, it was Christian Horner as well, talking about something so similar at Imola. I can't remember where it was, just a couple of years ago. And when his driver was involved on the other end, it wasn't, you know, this time it was Verstappen going into the tires. But the other incident a couple of years ago, his driver drove away. And guess what? At that time, very similar to what we saw today. It was just a racing incident. Yet today, Christian Horner says it's just completely bad decision-making. Yeah, amateurish and a seven-time champion. He called him an amateur. I mean, come on. I think it's really telling that what you said, Crash, I didn't think about this, but uh, Groshan in the hospital for several days after that accident in Bahrain, and uh, uh, Max was out you know, celebrating and doing what you do uh, on a Formula One podium. Uh, Yeah, celebrating on the podium and then today saying that it was disrespectful for Lewis and others to celebrate on the podium when he was in the hospital. Yeah, but he's been been disrespectful to Lewis uh, over and over again. Not so much lately, but when he was trying to break in, uh, you know, and be notified, noticed in Formula One, the target was Lewis because Lewis was the in the spotlight. 
uh, it gets old after a while to hear all the people. Uh, and, this, and frankly, the Europeans throwing bananas at soccer players and all the other yeah. crap that they do that, you know, that just gets tiresome. And, uh, it, some of it's, they haven't thrown bananas in that I remember in formula one yet, but come close. So I found the Christian Horner comment. It was actually last year and it was actually Silverstone where Albon and Magnuson got together in the same corner. And guess what? Albon got a five second penalty. And that's when Christian Horner called it a first lap racing incident. Well, the tides turned only one year later. And now he's saying it's bad decision making. It's basically the exact same thing happened. Come on. <sighs> this happens in every freaking sport. Yeah, it does. And granted, these cats aren't don't have the ability to to catch a tire barrier at 51 G as they're as it's being reported. But at the same time, when you disrespect a pitcher and your manager gives him the wink and that pitcher goes after the next batter and dings him in the back or sometimes in the side of the head accidentally. And then you have, it's just a back and forth. It's, it's the protocol within the bounds of sports that these managers and general managers, skippers, they just follow the the lines of what they're supposed to do, whether half of them believe it or not. I don't know. Because Horner's, Horner's just saying what he should say, whether he believes it or not. What do you want him to say? Well, he should he should say, you know, but it's hard to believe that people tell the truth anymore if, if anybody right. knows what the truth is. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's... It was a racing incident, and they could have penalized him more. But to penalize him a whole race, like somebody from the Red Bull camp said after the after the race, I mean that's come on, let's be let's be serious here. It was a bad accident, uh, but that happens when you're going at 180 miles an hour, and both guys are trying to occupy the same space. I've seen the same damn thing that you saw, Stat, and everybody else. To, to, it's a racing incident. Why do you penalize someone for what happened? If, if he would have just slid off into the kitty litter and stopped, would you still penalize him? Or is the fact that he hit the tire barrier so hard, it was in the hospital, they thought, ah, we better lob a 10-second drive-through penalty for uh, Lewis Hamilton. It was a – it just – would they have done that in any car? NASCAR? Supercross? Well, I nope. think that – I think that has – a lot to do with it. And it might be, maybe he got a call from Dietrich Manischitz who owns Red Bull and puts 20% of the cars on the grid uh, that uh, he, you know, you got to do something about this. And maybe they decided that, or maybe they didn't get the call, but maybe that it was obvious where the call would come. So maybe they had to do something. They couldn't call it a racing incident. Um, you know, F1 can't afford to have a guy that controls four cars out of 20 to be uh, upset about what's going on. Not, not much motorsport. motorsport. Not much motorsport. Helio or Helio. Not, not, not. Well, not only that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Not much motorsport. <laughs> Freaks. Not much Tether and walk, we're gonna tether and walk, the mother sucker. Tether and walk, the sucker.
step, man. I'm going to make you think twice before <laughs> you decide to plant yourself on the toilet tomorrow morning. You ready for this? <laughs> when somebody put a snake in the in the thing and it came up out on somebody who was sitting there? Or crabs? An Austrian man had the kind of morning that nightmares are made of on Monday when a python slid through his drains and bit him while he was sitting on the can. Stop, 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 stop. Because you know what hangs down when boys sit. Okay. Seriously? The man wound up bitten in the area of his genitals. Yeah, the water was really cold that morning. Yeah. (laughs) He was bit by a python that escaped from his neighbor and entered his apartment. So, what happened? Did he go to the hospital? The 65-year-old turned around shortly after 6 a.m. to see a five-foot albino reticulated python in the bowl. Shortly after he sat on the toilet, the Graz resident, by his own account, felt a pinch in the area of his genitals, the police said. Oh, just a pinch? <laughs> the timing on these lyrics is sometimes yep. just charming. Yep. <laughs> Give up the funk. Now, this type of python could grow up to nine freaking meters. Nine meters? That's 30 feet. Yeah. That could so be two, this- two apartments away. It didn't have to be next door. You know, you see these pythons that get a freaking goat and eat a goat. See the shape of a freaking monkey in there. That really would turn this mother out. (laughs) So you might want to think twice with that one. Crasher, you got one? I've often wondered about that, you know? I don't know much about this, but apparently there was a race that was banned. Don't know why it was banned. It was a race, let's see, around the Volkswagen River with blow-up dolls. There you go, Crasher. But why would that... Get to the lead, babe. Why would that be means for banning? It's a blow-up doll race. Okay, it's the long-running bubble baba challenge in (laughs) Leningrad, Russia. It was reinstated by popular demand, and I I guess it went off okay. Well, I mean, Russia, there are no rules, except for the ones you make up that day. By the way, you can email me, statmc. (laughs) (laughs) For commenting about Russia. It did go off, and people are commenting on this blow-up doll race as the highlight of their summer. Well... I wouldn't mind covering it. I want video. I want to see blow-up doll racing. Would you race a blow-up doll? No. Why not? Because I'm about to shoot the juice. Oh, got it. We'll do it again next week, Freak Nation. Shoot the juice to the moose and stat man. Cut it loose. Yep. Motorsports Radio, redefined.